Welcome back to Chat with the Designers, a weekly technical discussion forum for amateur radio homebrewers and experimenters, with your hosts, George N2APB and Joe N2CX. Welcome again to the February 21st session of Chat with the Designers. This is George N2APB and co-host Joe N2CX. And every week we meet here to discuss technical topics that might be of interest to homebrewers, experimenters here in our ham community. This week we have a really special session that we believe that you'll enjoy. Not everybody has done this yet, so we'll provide a a way for you to easily get started with some circuit simulations, circuit design, circuit tools, specifically LT Spice. As you'll see on the website, and hopefully you've got it up in front of you, there are some session notes that we use when we're speaking, and there's um, a whole bunch of notes and diagrams there that we'll be speaking to tonight, as well as links at the bottom of the page some reference links that when you click on them, of course, you'll you'll either see the information and or download the file, uh, specifically as LT Spice. Probably wait until after the session to do that. But once you get it loaded onto your system, you'll be able to see and use the things and tools, just as Joe mostly will be describing here today. And you too will be able to maybe even replicate the sample circuit that we've got on the screen and actually extend it for your own use. The whole idea as Joe will get into in greater detail, is to see what your circuit's going to perform like before you even lift the soldering iron. Uh, great value to that. Some people, myself included, just to like to dive right into building up a circuit and see what it looks like and then tune and tweak from there on. A more sophisticated, mature, and experienced designer is going to think it through a little bit more. One of the tools that he does use in that case is a circuit simulator such as we'll be talking about here tonight. The other resource that's very valuable, I highly recommend getting the K7QO Spice Tutorial. That link is also at the bottom of the webpage. Some 27 pages worth of excellent tutorial description, step-by-step operation of the Spice tool, and explanation of entry of the data, uh, the schematic that is, structuring the tool to look at different performance characteristics of your circuit, and then to ultimately get some plots and characteristic curves of its performance. So one good takeaway is going to be uh, that LT Spice tool. Another is that uh, Spice tutorial from Chuck Adams, K7QO. And of course, the uh, ultimately referring back to the podcast uh, of our local expert and good friend of many of us, uh, Joe and 2CX, who's going to take the mic in just a moment. So are there any questions before we really dive into tonight's session concerning the format of the way that we run TeamSpeak or the availability of the tools or anything that I've said here before we get started? Yes, excuse me, George. Uh, Is there a video that I should be seeing or is this just going to be purely audio? We are purely audio here for the most part, which is not to say that in the future we might not incorporate video somehow, some way, but right now it's just audio. So Joe, why don't we get started and give us a little bit of background on what the technique is and remind everybody this is not an in-depth tutorial on how to use a given tool with all its subtleties and, and detailed sub-menus and so on. But just in general, it's a tool that we can use to, at a higher level, start experimenting with circuits and then you can take it in your own directions. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Well, to get everyone's attention, I'll, um, I'll pitch something that I did at, um, at one of the um, symposia where I was discussing Spice uh, 
I started with the tack that uh, things are not always as they seem and led into it with a little story and um, I think I'll do that again. The story was something from a newspaper. It was a, a newspaper uh, personal ad that read, Hi, I'm Daisy. I'm a single black female. I'm seeking male company. I love the outdoors. I'd love to go romp in the woods with you, hunting, fishing, and just enjoying ourselves outdoors. I'll do anything for you. And I gave a phone number. Then on the next page was a picture of a black Labrador puppy and an ad from the local animal shelter that said, Hi, I'm Daisy. You can uh, get me from the shelter at, and they gave the uh, phone number. The point is, things are not always as they seem. While you may have thought originally that I was going somewhere very bad, uh, it was actually a very innocent thing, and it was a great attention getter that this um, animal shelter had in the paper. Well, that's how it is with um, uh, circuit analysis. We may think we know how uh, circuits work and what's going on with them, and indeed, many of us, myself included, often just throw together, together a breadboard, and we think we know how something works. But uh, one way to get a really, really in-depth good look at uh, how the uh, uh, how the circuit works is to do a circuit simulation. Um, one of the most popular programs for doing this is a thing called SPICE. SPICE was developed by the um, University of California at Berkeley back in the late 60s, early 70s, and uh, published as open source software. It was used in the development of uh, integrated circuits because ICs had so many components in them uh, and there were a lot of difficulties in analyzing just what they were going to do and characterizing them. They wanted to do a simulation tool to enable them to uh, investigate the properties of the circuits and to tweak them. Um, so the iterative process of, of uh, developing circuits uh, um, Developing the ICs wouldn't have to have too many iterations of uh, tweaking the, uh, the component layouts. They'd be able to predict what was happening and, and uh, more efficiently design the ICs. Um, to wit, the name of the program, SPICE, stands for S Simulation Program with Integrated Circuit Emphasis. So it was initially uh, designed to, uh, to analyze uh, the guts with an integrated circuit. It's a, it's a means of setting up um, uh, electronic circuits uh, with mathematical descriptions uh, of the components in there, resistors, capacitors, diodes, transistors, inductors, etc., and a uh, systematic way of setting up, um, setting up circuits, uh, describing what components are in there and how they're interconnected, and then running analog si simulations of them as analog circuitry, um, DC analyses, AC analyses, and transient analyses. And then the uh, program simulation does a nonlinear simulation, uh, mathematical uh, simulation, to allow you to examine the, uh, the voltage, currents, and uh, phase of, of what's happening inside the circuit. Uh, the very first way to do it uh, was using what was called a net list, um, which was a, 
kind of a, a command line sort of thing where each line described the interconnection of, of uh, one component within the circuit, where it was connected, and what its characteristics were. For example, a resistor might go from uh, node 1 to node 2 and have a resistance of uh, 10 kilohms. A uh, capacitor would be similar with its nodal connection and its value. And there were more sophisticated models for things like diodes and transistors. But um, it was basically a, uh, a line at a time that you entered in, in, uh, in a computer and then um, another line at the end to describe uh, what you wanted to analyze and the output you wanted. So it was a little, um, uh, it was very powerful, a little tedious to do and, and fraught, with, uh, fraught with danger, uh, fraught with the uh, possibility for errors. And in fact, the, uh, the K7QO uh, tutorial that uh, George mentioned was written by uh, Chuck Adams using a uh, program called Windspice. Which was a um, which required you to generate a, a netlist to do this. Uh, I've generated any number of netlists over the years and done this. And you know you can save them off and all that, but the um, the process of generating a uh, separate schematic and having to um, devolve that into a netlist, then enter that uh, into a program and wait for it to churn on it was uh, really kind of uh, it was tedious. It was difficult. Um, it, it begged for uh, modernization. However, uh, that was the original way it went, and for uh, a number of years, that was um, that was how Spice worked. Um, nowadays, there are, there are much better ways of doing it. Um, there there are graphical tools to do it, and indeed, um, there in the uh, reference section of what's on the web page. There are a number of them. There is, a, in fact, we start off with a Spice Wiki page for background. But there are commercial programs for Intisoft. There's a thing called uh, Electronic Workbench. Um, and there's LT Spice. Um, LT Spice is one I'm particularly uh, fond of. And there are also other uh, uh, graphical freeware available from uh, Texas Instruments and from National Semiconductor. Um, LT Spice uh, from Linear Technology, the one from TI and the one from National Semi are all freeware. You can uh, use them as you wish. Uh, you can use them to their heart's content. They're actually developed because uh, they want to sell integrated circuits. So uh, they include models of their ICs in there and make it very easy for you to analyze uh, designs with their ICs, so to then buy those products from them. But you can simulate many more things than just that, uh, as we'll discuss in a little bit. Very good programs and uh, very easy to use. Once you get through a short learning curve, uh, you can do quite well. I'm going to take a break and see if uh, there's a little introductory, uh, a little dry, but uh, see if there are any questions about uh, uh, what we're covering or what we're going to cover. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll take one here, Joe, just to start us off. Um, um, but first of all, I just want to know who's winning the battle over there on your bench. It sounds like you've got an anaconda sitting on the bench and wrestling with you. So <laughs> it sounds like sounds like there's an epic battle going on. Um, 
as far as um, as far as the K7QO Spice tutorial is concerned, um, it's a little bit old, but it really refers to the same process of specifying components, arranging them with some type of a circuit uh, representation. And again, as Joe, you mentioned, the, uh, the current tool, the latest tool from LT Spice, has a graphic schematic capture program. Aha, we talked about that last week. This is one of those tools that has a, has a nice uh, schematic capture program that could double for other purposes too. But using that to set up the circuit is, is very simple. In browsing through um, Chuck's um, tutorial, one of the first examples he did was a five-pass Chebyshev, a five-pole Chebyshev filter, and a low-pass filter, very similar to one of our previous episodes. And it took like a whole, maybe 10 lines of code, 10 lines of, you know, very short descriptions of what the electrical components are and the nodes are. And Joe, I would think that once that program was entered into even the current LT Spice and run, one would be able to see the kind of roll-off characteristics um, that, that we had experienced, um, again, with the, the bench setup that we had last time. Is that right? Indeed, that's true, yeah. Now, that's the beauty of using the simulation program. You can very easily do that. And I didn't mean to dismiss uh, Chuck's material as being useless. There's a very good uh, background thing to explain the innards of, uh, of Spice, what it does, and uh, the pieces that are in it. Uh, it's just that his implementation, um, the command line implementation, is uh, a little tedious to use. Uh, however, the the uh, concepts uh, and uh, all the details of uh, uh, how the models are uh, are described and all that are, are very relevant, and it's, it is a good idea to have that background behind you. And I hadn't gotten to it yet, but uh, one of the things I was going to describe, George kind of jumped the gun, was uh, <clears throat> I cranked. I don't have the info here, but I cranked some of the uh, models of what we're doing from uh, <clears throat> the builder stuff from a couple of weeks ago and compared them to, uh, to what we actually measured. And uh, in line with that, I'm also looking at the uh, components in there, measuring the component values with an AADE uh, LC meter to, uh, to get the exact component values that I can then plug into uh, LT Spice and get a, uh, a frequency response plot and compare that to what I've actually measured. The beauty of using SPICE or other simulation tools is that uh, <clears throat> just to get an idea of what's happening and what affects what, you can just do it with, uh, with a computer, uh, with the capture program. Schematic capture makes it very simple. Go ahead, George. Joe, I was wondering if you could recap um kind of like, or not recap, but overview, what are the main uses of a circuit simulation tool? I mean, you, you alluded to frequency response, seeing what comes out, but what other kinds of parameters would be able to be seen? And more importantly, how would a home brewer use these, uh, the results of circuit tweaking on the screen on the, for the circuit on his bench? 
Okay, sure. Yeah, that's that's a a good tack, indeed. Um, <clears throat> the things the average home brewer would want to use uh, primarily would be looking at uh, DC analysis, biasing of uh, of a circuit, <clears throat> changing component values, um, and looking at the uh, the DC voltages within the circuit. You can get an instant um, turnaround with a tool like a, uh, LT Spice of changing the component value and then looking, for example, um, there is a way to plot what's going into the circuit uh, with the, uh, the tool so that you have the circuit there on your screen. You can very quickly, you know, in, in 20 seconds, change the component value and then look at how the, the uh, DC biasing changes. Or if you have a filter or a, uh, an amplifier, you can very quickly tweak some of the components and in seconds, turn it around and look at a frequency response block to see what's happening. Um, some of the other things you can do are transient response things. Um, in fact, uh, on one of the lists, don't remember which one it was, some of the people were talking about simulating oscillators, crystal oscillators, and looking at the characteristics of how quickly they start up, what the frequency stability is, and uh, how long it takes them to settle out to a uh, steady state oscillation. <clears throat> Using transient response uh, simulation with a tool like LP Spice, you can do that with an oscillator. And you can actually see um, what affects the frequency, how quickly it settles out. If, you, if you're turning an oscillator on and off quickly, say for CW, and you get a very, very good idea, but without having to build it. Now, of course, we want to build it in the end, but uh, before you even buy any components, you can, you can look at a circuit right on the computer and see exactly what, uh, what's, what, uh, what affects what and uh, how, how things are going. Uh, some of the other things that uh, you can easily do, the manufacturers um, with their tools <coughs> give you the means to examine uh, switching power supplies particularly. They sell a lot of ICs for switching power supplies because the simulation programs will very easily allow you to design up, uh, for example, a uh, something to take uh, 5 volts and to jack it up to uh, 12 volts, get a 12 volt power supply, or take 12 volts down to 5 volts. With a switching circuit, since you have an IC and a handful of components, rather than uh, uh, having a big box full of heat sinks and, and uh, pass transistors uh, using switching regulators uh, works out very well. And you can predict the performance right from the simulator. They do a very good job. Um, some of the things I've done in ham radio is trying to build some high impedance probes and to uh, evaluate just how high impedance they are to, uh, to use for inputs for uh, our uh, voltmeters so they don't load down a circuit. You need a very high input impedance and you want good frequency response. Well, you can look at that pretty quickly with uh, LT Spice, come up with a circuit and evaluate just how well it's going to do very, very easily. Um, audio amplifiers, it's excellent for there. You're trying to tailor the, the response of a, uh, a mic, for example. Um, you want to have a certain uh, shaping of the audio spectrum. You can do that with LT Spice 
and see just how to equalize the thing very, very quickly. It's a great tool to have, very good tool to have. Uh, another break here. Um, I'll leave it open for a little bit, and, and George, any uh, follow-up? I'm, I'm going to actually describe um, describing a uh, simulation after, uh, after this break. Okay, Joe, are there any questions so far? Has anybody previously used uh, circuit simulation, LT Spice, or something else? Uh, just real quick. Mike, w -A sorry. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, just real quick, I've I've used or uh, I have an old copy of uh, Electronic Workbench and loved it years ago. Unfortunately, with our newer systems, it doesn't work on the newer systems because it is so old and antiquated that I've had to kind of shelf the software. But I've loved having the Electronic Workbench. I've tried the uh, Spice. But I've had no luck at trying to get it to work as well as Electronic Workbench did for me. And it's kind of disappointing. I'm kind of hoping that I listen to this. Maybe I'll get a revamp of maybe what I'm doing wrong. Over. Okay. Um, I've, I've actually used Electronic Workbench in the past um, whenever the, the subscription um, expired. So did my interest. So um, I, I haven't... Uh, used in the past and frankly I don't recall how it equated to capabilities here on LT Spice. Joe, do you know uh, have any idea there? Yeah, I, I used the free version in the past as well. Um, but it's been so long in the past that I can't compare it. Um, one of the things I do know, uh, I particularly recommend LT Spice that uh, once you get familiar with it, I think you can do anything you could have with electronic workbench. And indeed, probably more. Um, and uh, one of the beauties of it is that they they try to make it as user friendly as they can. And um, the way I use it actually is uh, running on a Unix box with Wine, and it works flawlessly as well as uh, on Windows. Uh, how long ago did you use um, Electronic Workbench, Nick? Oh, golly, last time I actually had it running was on a, uh, a much older system, a Windows 95 system. I would say uh, five, six years ago. Okay, well, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend you try uh, uh, LT Spice. Um, see what you can do with it. There is a Yahoo users group. Their URL is in the, uh, in the references on the uh, uh, web webpage. Um, I think you'll find it quite good. I know Jim Corchy was a uh, an electronics workbench fan, um, and yet, uh, those of you who know Jim know that he's designed quite a few uh, very very high performance simple QRP circuits, and he swore by it. But uh, of course, uh, uh, I guess he could justify spending a couple hundred bucks to, uh, to to pay for a package like that. I'm cheap. I don't want to do that. Likewise, I had to get mine through uh, a friend who didn't want it anymore. He spent the money, and it was not cheap. I looked at the price, and thats I was looking at an upgrade. I can't afford that, guys. I mean, this is a hobby. This is not my lifestyle, so I'm not, a, I'm not an electronics engineer. I'm just an electronics tech by trade. Over. Um, Mike, uh, WA6FXT, you had a question as well. 
Uh, yeah, I was just going to comment that I've used LT Spice. I'm assuming you're talking about the LT Spice that was used or is available from um, Linear Technology or a different one because I've used both. It is the one from Linear Technology. Mike, are you using Vox um, for the PTT on your um, TeamSpeak client? Because you're kind of cutting in and out a little bit. Well, I'm in a really bad spot on my Android, and I just got this installed. Okay, well, that's the problem, your connectivity to the Internet. Um, okay, so no, this is LT Spice that we're using. I don't know if... Um, I don't know of another. Joe, are there, could you kind of list down the different SPICE tools, the simulation tools that are, are available right now? Yeah, um, the LT SPICE, uh, well, SPICE is a, a generic name for the, uh, the series of programs, um, and there are various variants of that. LT SPICE indeed is the one from Linear Technology. That's what the LT stands for. Um, there's also a TINA uh, TI, T-I-N-A-T-I, which is available from uh, Texas Instruments, very similar program. Uh, I don't think it's quite as mature, but it does work well. I've used that. And um, National Semiconductor has a thing called WebBench, which um, is aimed toward power circuits, particularly their ICs. But it uh, it does does do a half decent job. Again, it's not as uh, mature and as as versatile as either LT Spice or uh, Tina Ti, but uh, they're very good. Uh, in the realm of um, commercial programs, Indusoft has has a uh, package that is very expensive, very good uh, commercial quality. As you mentioned, the Electronic Workbench has. Uh, has uh, commercial programs and a limited time uh, trainer program, uh, but that tends to be a little expensive as well. And um, there's an older program, the command line version that uh, K7QL used called WinSpice, which uh, there is one you can pay for, and there's also one uh, that's a freebie that uh, won't handle as, as uh, large circuits, but it does work for those who want to. Uh, um, and there are a number of others from other uh, manufacturers that are integrated into other design tools. But um, uh, for the quick hits, they're the ones I know of and, uh, and have tried. Um, all, all pretty good. Uh, I keep coming back to LT Spice because it's almost as versatile as anything and it has a great advantage of being free. Yeah, just as an aside, maybe to wrap this portion of the of the thread, I just did a quick search on EWB, Electronic Workbench, and I don't see it. So either it was purchased by somebody or just kind of uh, withered on the vine. Um, okay, Joe, um, I, I'm personally interested in some aspects of, um, call it a macro view of model in a circuit. One normally has a circuit to be measured, a circuit under test. We could take, to, as an example, like... Uh, that LPF low pass filter that we had the other designs, uh, the other uh, chat session several weeks back. You need an input signal for that and you need to monitor the output. How do you do those, uh, the input signal and the output monitoring? 
Okay, but as a side before we do that, if you look at the third reference in uh, in the reference list on our webpage, it talks about Electronics Workbench, and it gives a uh, URL. I checked the URL out, and they're still there. As far as the modeling goes, yeah, uh, you want to come up with a circuit diagram um, of what you're doing. And as part of the modeling of um, um, that you need for SPICE, you have to start with some sort of stimulus. Um, uh, there is a great analogy to what you would do if you were measuring a, uh, uh, a filter on a bench. You, you have some sort of signal generator. You describe the, uh, the output voltage of it. And um, by the proper means, you describe the frequency range you're going to tune it over and the frequency steps. And this connects to the components of the, uh, of the uh, uh, filter. And uh, the filters we were, we were using were ladder filters where they had um, an inductor to ground followed by a, a capacitor at the top of that. Um, at, the, at the far end of that capacitor was another, I'm sorry, I've got this backwards. You start with a signal generator. That goes to a, um, the junction of a capacitor and a resistor. A capacitor and inductor. The capacitor goes to ground. The inductor goes from that capacitor then to another capacitor that is connected to ground, followed by another inductor and another capacitor ground, ad infinitum, depending on how many sections you have. You can have as few as uh, two sections or an infinite number consisting of uh, alternate L's and C's. And then finally you end up with uh, some sort of load resistor that is uh, the impedance you're going to work at. And then in, the, um, in using the simulation program, you, uh, you connect where you're going to measure the parameters in it with what's called a probe, which is a, um, uh, a thing you use with a cursor just to indicate where in the circuit you're going to look at. For um, throughput for measuring a filter, you would have the probe at the output. And then if you do an AC analysis of this um, with the appropriate things from the menu, um, what it'll do is it will input the RF from the signal source you define. It'll sweep it over the frequency range you described in describing the source. And then you'll have a plot of the output voltage or the gain or loss of the uh, thing in dB. So in one swell swoop, it gives you the, the whole nine yards. Um, very easy to do and very very quick, very intuitive, because there's a one-to-one -one mapping between uh, the real world and what you would hook up and the schematic you see on your screen to what you're doing. Um, that's all like what you, um, you're thinking of, George? Yeah, it is. So you can connect in a component that delivers a sinusoid waveform. You can select other kinds of waveforms that would trigger, stimulate your device under test. Um, you can probably specify the voltage transitions that it goes to. In other words, is it a two volt peak to peak signal that you're injecting or of a certain frequency, or maybe it's a, um, a one millivolt peak-to-peak -peak signal, or something as small as that, perhaps. There's also a characteristic impedance that you can set for the uh, input stimulus, too, right? So 
if your circuit is, uh, perhaps if you're modeling a circuit that is um, an intermediate circuit in a radio chain, for example, and maybe it's an IF amplifier or a crystal filter, it might not have a characteristic impedance of 50 ohms like we're always used to, but you could set whatever characteristic impedance that you want for that um, signal injection. And then similarly, you can structure any kind of an output impedance that you want for that. And I'm not sure if I caught what you said about monitoring the output. Um, is it just a matter of putting a probe on there and then you can specify what that what you want that probe to display and it comes out in the form of a plot? That's correct. That's the way it works with LT Spice. You define a probe, which is, uh, you know, think of the analogy of, of uh, hooking a voltmeter probe up to a point in the circuit. You can define the probe and define where you want it to measure and then define what um, you want the data output to be, whether you want it to be just a voltage at that point or dB um, frequency plot, and it will, uh, will automatically um, convert your, uh, your, the parameters you've told it, you've given it to display into a uh, very good plot. Um, and, uh, you know, if it's uh, AC, it'll be an AC plot, perhaps frequency response. If it were DC, um, you could, if you would set the, um, the input DC source to uh, vary um, over a range, the output then would be a plot of the output DC versus the uh, input DC as a, uh, as a plot of that with a slope. Uh, for something like a um, square wave or some other transient waveform, generally what you want to do would be to define the characteristics of the input, um, triangle wave, sawtooth wave, um, spikes with a certain voltage amplitude, rise and fall duration, and then look at the output for a defined period of time so that you can see how the output, uh, how the circuit uh, worked on that uh, that waveform on the output to do what it did. Um, very handy with things like uh, well, even diode detectors. You can define an input, uh, a, a sine wave input, uh, x number of sine wave cycles, and look at the output, define the output to be a transient output, and then it will actually show you um, cycle by cycle what the, uh, the output waveform would be from, say, a detector if, or a, uh, a rectifier. You can see the, uh, the waveform as if you hooked a, an oscilloscope there, if you appropriately uh, define the probe. Go ahead, George. Oh, that's, that's really interesting. So let me see if I understand this right. You, um, you would trigger the circuit with a, a given stimulus, a frequency, and... Uh, voltage levels and type of uh, type of signal. You construct a probe that you put on the output or at any place in the middle of the circuit too, for that matter, to look at what the uh, the signal will be at those various points. And you collect the data or the uh, the results of that probe show a waveform. You can zoom in on that uh, on that waveform to the nth level of time. For example, and determine if uh, there are some transients, maybe at startup, 
or longer term, you might be able to see a a droop if there's you know maybe a, like a power supply or something uh, that changes over over minutes. You so you can zoom in and zoom out in that manner. Within limits, yes, you can do that. Uh, depends on how many, uh, how finely defined the input. But yes, the probe has associated with it uh, parameters to tell it what you want to do to, to stretch the, the time period and, and duration of what you're looking at for transients. Uh, or for, for AC, it would be uh, the frequency range you define. Uh, go ahead, Mike, uh, FXT. Yeah, I wasn't sure quite the etiquette, but I saw George uh, beeping on there. Anyway, uh, name's Mike. I was wondering, has anybody used uh, P-Spice? There is a version that's a free download. I'm sorry for asking a stupid question since I came in late, if that's already been discussed. No, that's that's not what I'm familiar with. I uh, I, I latched on the LP-Spice back uh, Five years or so ago, and uh, they keep improving it, so I've stayed with it. Um, who is uh, Keyspice uh, produced by? Oh, originally it was Orcad. It's been purchased by Cadence, and uh, I haven't downloaded the uh, the student version 9.1, but I have used uh, Keyspice when it was Orcad, and I've used Keyspice as a full-up product, um, uh, and it's pretty slick. Um, and uh, it has capabilities. Now, I don't know how well or how good the student version is. I just wanted to bring that up. That's another one that's a free download. And um, uh, if you want to do some circuit analysis, go ahead. Yeah, I, I misunderstood what you said. I thought you said key, uh, K-E-Y spice. Yes, I am familiar with P-Spice. I used that for a number of years. I had the student version. And uh, unfortunately, out uh, outran its capabilities pretty quickly. Um, I took several courses on P-Spice, as a matter of fact, and we were using it uh, at work um, <laughs> for very simple circuits. It is a good one. Uh, I assume it's improved over the years. I think I think ERCAT has probably integrated it these days into some of their other design tools. But um, yeah, it, uh, it is a goodie. Um, as I recall, I quickly ran out of the capabilities of the, the free version, um, although it, it may be pretty good these days. I don't know. Um, anyone else use P-Spice? Yeah, I'm not really sure either. I just wanted to bring that up, and I didn't know if anybody had done it. Uh, I have used LT-Spice, but primarily for the power supply that they uh, give it to you for uh, and a little bit of uh, analog. But uh, just wanted to bring up P-Spice. Go ahead. Back in the woodwork. Thank you. Uh, go ahead, um, Rick, IND, I believe. Yeah, this may be a little off the wall, but do I understand correctly that in the real world of, of computer engineering, that people will use programs like this on a developing an integrated circuit that might have hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of, of gates on a, on a single device? and that it does AC analysis on all of that, measuring overshoot and all of the other business, uh, and the there's a computer big enough to do that? Well, I, I can't speak to digital circuits. You spoke of uh, computer circuits. There are simulation programs for digital circuits, and indeed they do analyze them, probably in pieces, not as a whole. But uh, the SPICE family of stuff is primarily for 
um, analog uh, analysis. Uh, this is Mike again. I can answer that uh, if you're building an ASIC that costs three or four million dollars, they don't mind at all spending a lot of time on simulation. And as yours, right? They, do they break it into individual sections and test each of those out, and then uh, look at the interconnections? Well, they do both. Uh, uh, there's a number of people. There's a whole team on those things, and, and uh, in the end, before it's actually cut. They will definitely run a full analog simulation on that chip. Uh, it isn't it isn't cheap, and it takes a lot of horsepower. But I've seen it done. Wow. George, did you have uh, another comment question? Yeah, I did, Joe. Thanks. Um, I, I wanted just to kind of toss out that a typical question I might get when talking about one technology or another is uh can be characterized in the following joe with this tool can i make an sdr <laughs> no <laughs> of course my intention or the meaning of that is that what we're talking about here is a uh, it's a representation of a circuit that we're putting together for the screen and on the screen and squirting signals through it um in a measurement way but doing it programmatically and for measurement purposes and it's not a functional circuit um just wanted to kind of make that point it, it, it may be sometimes obvious but when we talk about seeing you know being able to inject a signal and look at the at the response at different points in a circuit sometimes it can get confusing relative to okay is this actually a functional circuit that can amplify a voice that's going in and of course it's not and what we're doing is looking at the characteristics of the components that make up this uh, that make up the circuit Joe um, what I would like to um, suggest and we can bounce this off of the group maybe as well is uh, have a not a challenge but a, and, and not as not as ominous as a homework assignment but and, and we can uh, we can it's, it's totally optional is pretend that you had to you wanted to model just what you did um, the model the low pass filter that we created several weeks ago and then talked about actually in three different sessions if we were to create that circuit in spice uh, LT spice and I might think that that's um, like maybe a whole 15 lines of, uh, of code and understand this is not computer code this is just descriptive code if you look at that k7qo spice tutorial you'll get a really good idea for the simplicity of how each of these lines in the in the file are represented but using lt spice that's freely downloadable and setting up the circuit drawing your circuit and getting the response you know setting up your uh, your voltage source again pretty much as shown in Chuck Adams uh, tutorial and then see if it works for you come back in the first well I don't know Joe what the first five ten minutes at most next week we can recap and talk about that uh, you know if anybody really went through and tried the tool from this week we can talk about the results next week in a bit of a way to kind of close the loop on one night's session and then open up a new one and carry on that way um, what do you think about that 
Well, one one thing, uh, so we don't mix apples and oranges. Chucks is the uh, the command line. We have to build up a net list. LT Spice, I believe you can input in a a uh, net list, but you don't have to. Uh, indeed, you draw the circuit on the screen, and it generates its own net list behind the scenes that that you don't even see. You don't have to look at it. It is a totally graphics uh, tool that outputs it. So what one might do, and it could be instructive if you were trying to learn things, use the uh, command line version, the public camp command lines, and another program um, to see how that generated something, and then uh, do the same thing with the LP spice using the GUI to just draw the circuit on the screen and analyze it, and you'll never go back to the command line version again. Oh, good correction on that. In fact, it's a super easier yet. I think one of the points I was just really trying to make was that the simplicity. It's not a, uh, even if the old done the old way, it's not a horrendously large effort to model a low-pass filter. And it's even easier once you kind of get the hang of entering a schematic into the LT Spice window. And one could do that. So the concept in general of giving an idea here that we've got um, in one session here tonight and then following up at the next session with just a few minutes at the beginning of the program in order to uh, to answer questions that people might have had had they uh, uh, if they were actually to give it a try. Mike, FXT, you got a comment? Well, I hate to stir things up, but has anybody ever tried Scilab and XCOS? Hearing nothing, I guess I haven't. Uh, Scilab is a open uh, source version of uh, MathWorks uh, MATLAB, and Psychos is an open version of their simulator, Simulink. Uh, it's done by totally different people, but it works very, very similar. And if you want to talk about modeling, uh, you can do some serious circuit modeling with that stuff, and it's uh, free. Yeah, we were. We were uh going a little lower and slower here. <laughs> I have used MATLAB at, uh, at work in the past. Yes. Yeah, there are some good tools out there for that where we're trying to limit the focus a little bit tonight uh, with what we're doing. And I'm, I'm going to kind of wrap up what I'm talking about here. Um, George had a good idea with that thing with the filter. Um, I will uh, work on something and I'll have some results that we can quickly display in, uh, in our material. But uh, before I end up here, um, I, I did actually um, uh, do a simulation of a circuit from the uh, K7QO uh, um, paper. I did it with the LT Spice. And on our webpage, uh, with this week's material, there's a, a, um, there are two sketches and two pictures. One is of the screen you have where you generate the schematic capture, where I have a single stage uh, 2N2222 amplifier, resistors and capacitors, uh, sine wave signal source, and a uh, DC voltage source to power the thing. And down below that uh, on the web page is a, a frequency plot from one kilohertz to, uh, to a gigahertz of the frequency response. And once I got the, uh, once I remembered how to do the, uh, uh, the schematic capture, it took me all of about five minutes to do this. Uh, very simple tool, very, very easy. 
and there are tutorials on the LT Spice webpage. So the point is, with all this, uh, it's an easy way using Spice and any of the versions. It's an easy way to do circuit simulations to examine circuits without having to build anything. Just get an idea of what's going on with them, and um, perhaps uh, convincing yourself uh, either to go ahead and build a circuit and tweak it, try to get it better, or um, find out that uh, indeed a 2N2222 is not going to be a decent amplifier and a gigahertz, so you need not go any farther. Um, that's a wrap on uh, on what I have to um, to um, to discuss. George, uh, would you kind of summarize things and uh, finish off, please? Sure, Joe. Um before we do that, are there any other questions um, that we would like to drill into a little bit? Well, here's a, just a quick one for you, Joe. Um, we see some very simple circuits, circuit components that are described in um, your sample as well as in the K7QO document. How about for more complex circuits like... Uh, I guess staying sort of in the analog world is an A to D converter. Um, is there something that uh, can that be modeled in a simulation program such as this? I'm not sure that something like this is too well um, suited to that. It's primarily for analog modeling. Um, you get into the digital world or the crossover world and it gets just a little more interesting. It's possible. Um, I can tell you, I've not. Oh, apparently, Mike has done it. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and uh, LT Spice is made for it. As long as you use one of their op amps, they it simulates it beautifully. Well, that was going to be one of my questions to you, Joe. Um, if there is a device, albeit simple, um, but still not in the uh, in the library, is there a way to build up that that component model? Most most certainly. Uh, you can build up your own model. In fact, um, if you look on the um, the LT Spice uh, Yahoo group page, there are people who have put uh, 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 libraries of other component models in there that you can port into LT Spice. Um, so long as they're primarily analog circuits, yes. Yeah, you can uh, you can build your own model, or you can use somebody else's and stick it in there uh, equally well. Perfect. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. It's going to be kind of fun to try out some things here because, as uh, Mike said, not not the, the entire world does not revolve in my designs, anyways, about um, around linear technologies uh, components. So maybe even tweaking an existing component to make it a little bit different, um, like a different vendor's, might be in order. Okay. Ke2d. Hi. Hi, I'm sorry. I know the session has ended, but if you wouldn't mind, I, I had a couple of generic questions. I wondered, how well do you find real-world results batch what you design in the the LT Spice program? Over. Well, it depends on how uh, how sophisticated you get. Um, you'd get very close. Um, some of the limitations are that, uh, particularly with um, in the RF world, there'll be uh, parasitic. Uh, um, reactances associated with the uh, um, with the discrete components, and there'll be some um, some uh, RF uh, 
characteristics that change with frequency, we'll put it that way, with, with the RF devices. Um, and the more accurately you can simulate what your your actual components look like, for example, a uh, an inductor is going to have a, a series loss resistance and at least stray capacitance. The better you can model the components, the more closely you're going to be in the end um, to what you uh, what you model. But you can come very very close as you refine uh, what the components actually look like. Well, that actually brings me to the other question I wanted to ask you is, I, obviously there's a library of components and I'm looking at your circuit diagram here of that 2N222 uh, amplifier. And uh, I see some generic values and descriptions, capacitors with, uh, you know, capacitance values, resistors in ohms, kilo ohms, et cetera. But I wonder how specific is the library, say for example, does the, do you have a, a library that, uh, you might say, I want a silver mica capacitor here versus a disk ceramic. Do you have to have all those in the library differently, or is that the kind of nuance that goes beyond the purpose of the program? Over. I can't speak to uh, silver mica versus um, ceramic, but um, in general, those are often nuances. There, there are ways. There, the um, there are libraries of components that uh, come along with LT Spice that handle some of their variations. I'm just not sure how deep they go. I know with other Spice programs, I've had to uh, had, had to go in and, and do uh, detailed measurements on components and put the actual, uh, the actual nitty gritty uh, other, um, um, other characteristics in myself. Uh, I can't say to LT Spice, uh, at least at RF. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you uh, all very much for spending time this evening to uh, conduct this. I found it very interesting and informative. Thank you. Glad to, glad to have you here with us, Bob. And Joe, that kind of brings up an interesting, uh, a really interesting utility that maybe is present in this tool or maybe not. Do it a Monte Carlo type of uh, sensitivity analysis of a circuit would be extremely useful. In other words, to be able to program the component variation or tolerance. So all the different possibilities of a component of a 1K resistor, for example, um, a 1%, 1K, a 10%, 1K resistor would be plus, well, plus or minus 10%, whatever that value is going to be. And to run the circuit to determine its output with the varying levels or the various changes of that 1K resistor, coupled with the varying changes of the other capacitors, the transistor gain, and other things, is, is kind of like what a Monte Carlo is. And then seeing where the sweet spot, where the sensitive, the real touchy areas of a circuit might be, such that reproducibility becomes a factor. Have you ever heard of a tool that, uh, that does that? Yeah, it's called Spice. Yes, Monte Carlo is built in. I didn't go into those sorts of details, but indeed, it is built in, as is uh, temperature. You can also vary temperature and combine that with a Monte Carlo uh, simulation to, um, uh, to get a real idea of how things vary. Yeah, way cool. And now also, kind of thinking real world-like, you could probably have a second signal source that would be a high frequency. I don't know how high you could go, but it would maybe in, uh, be simulating RF energy in 
proximity of the circuit. If you were able to inject that high frequency through appropriate high impedance and low level at various points, you could see how that, that circuit would perform in a noisy environment, right? Um, it may be limited on that. There are RF tools that do a much better job of this. Uh, things like uh, intermodulation distortion and uh, rest of that are not um, not too good. However, there is the ability to inject um, random noise um, and look at signal to noise ratio in uh, in most of the spices, if not LT spices. Yeah, that's the idea. And I guess varying voltage of a power source, for example, would be a specification that would be part of the Monte Carlo um, sensitivity testing, uh, I suppose, but just seeing how low a circuit can operate voltage-wise in combination with all the different tolerance of components comprising the circuit would be of great interest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, when if, if you look at that circuit uh, I did, there is a DC source there. I just have it specified as a as a, uh, a level of uh, DC. You can you can add other things to it. You can add noise, you can add triangle waves, uh, various other things, or uh, rising and falling voltages to look at the uh, uh, look at the effects. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that inherent capability is built in, although it may not be real easy to do. Well, good. Um... Real, real nice job, Joe, on, on overviewing things here. Thank you for taking the time with us. Reminder to everybody that this was, you know, the intent of these sessions is not to walk, be able to walk away with an in-depth knowledge of how to use every nuance and menu and, and capability of a given tool, um, but instead to understand how the tool is used, where it's used, how you might use its results, how to, where to go to get the tool, a list of references, almost a bibliography of associated material that is um, companion, providing companion information to the main topic that you can use to kind of further your own usage of, of um, circuit design, or in the case of just trying to understand somebody else's design is often is often the case uh, with me. And, and the better that I'm able to understand something that, uh, that Joe whips up, for example, the better that I'm able to either use it or modify it slightly or to take it and then to kind of have, uh, have my own design be an equivalent of it. So these are learning experiences that, that we're trying to share with you as we go along here, whether it, tonight is the, is the circuit simulation or last week is use of PCB lab or PCB artwork generation and Gerber files. Previous year, pre previous uh, weeks, it's been uh, the low pass filters and RF power measurement, and we, we're getting quite a accumulation of of interesting technical topics here that can serve as almost like the top level of uh, of a good book of research and measurement and experimentation techniques but it requires you to go down and and to kind of further that knowledge and awareness um, with your own digging using our material as a starting point using the freebie downloads that we point you to 
to start your own experimentation such that maybe in future weeks, future months, you'll be able to come back to this very group and say, hey, I was able to use this LT Spice tool to do one thing or another, and I found a really neat capability, and maybe that's something that even we didn't envision. So the whole idea here is to introduce um, us hams to some different techniques that maybe we don't use all the time or have only heard about, and be able to kind of add it to your own capabilities there on the bench. We really um, enjoy doing this, Joe and I, and we're open for suggestions that you might have along the way for other topics that you'd like us to, that you'd like the, the group to cover, to get into. Um, we have some ideas of our own, even in some different formats. Somebody mentioned earlier, um, just before we started, is there any video with this? Well, we might be able to have almost a video. I, I was thinking of that during this session. Again, linking it to the website that hopefully everybody has got a got up on their screen along with the, the TeamSpeak client, you would be able to see a a video of a given a given technique that we're talking about here. So it's uh we're open for new ideas and new ways for representing this information. There's only a limited amount that we can do in an hour and sometimes we've run over. This time we're gonna hit the mark, thankfully, and uh, we really appreciate everybody coming and joining us here and uh, kind of growing with us here and, and chat with the designers. So we'll see you next week, same time, same uh, station. That's Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 100 Zulu, 0100 Zulu, and um, uh, for the next session of Chat with the Designers. This is George N2APB along with co-host Joe N2CX giving a, a big 73 to everybody here online and thanking you once again for joining us here tonight. Bye-bye, y'all. Please tune in next week for the next session of Chat with the Designers. Mm-hmm.